0: Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We want to hear about your ministry or a ministry you love. Text the word ACTION to 484848 and a producer will contact you for your idea. Life in the military often means deployment for one or even both spouses. They have needs many civilians just don't understand and may never even consider. Benita Kuman knows this life and its needs personally and has decided it's her duty to help. That's on this Action and Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action.
1: In ministry.
0: Hi, I'm Rachel Legutte, and this is Action in Ministry. Today, we honor those who serve our country. Throughout the years, men and women have made a commitment to serve our country, and while we honor and applaud the service of these individuals, we also understand that there are many challenges that come with military life. Our guest, Benita Kuman, has created a very thorough resource to help military families who serve and civilian families who want to serve them. Benita, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. It's such an honor and a privilege. Well, you've created this ministry called Operation We Are Here. How did you know that there was a need for support?
1: Well, Rachel, I've experienced it myself. Um... My husband, when we were married, was in the National Guard, and at that time, you know, that didn't mean a whole lot to me, except he was gone a weekend a month and a few weeks in the summer, and life went on. In 2003, he went active duty as an Army chaplain, and pretty much 10 days after he went active duty, he deployed to Iraq for about six months. Wow. Um, And then he has since then deployed two other times. So we've really experienced the full round of what military life is all about.
0: Well, how then did you—you um, you saw this need and you decided to start this ministry. How did how did Operation We Are Here come about?
1: It actually begins with those deployments. Um, the first deployment in 2003, as I said, my husband went to Iraq for six months. And um, uh, when he left, I was five months pregnant with our third and youngest child. And so while he was gone in Iraq, she was born in March— um, so that was quite an experience to go through childbirth without having a husband there and a father to our kids. Um, that deployment to me, though, uh, really um, touched my heart because it was the first time I'd been on the receiving end of um, the church and our community just rallying in support. At the time when he was deployed, it was the invasion with Iraq, with Saddam Hussein, and there was just a lot of media attention um, surrounding that event. Um, my husband was also the chaplain for the 507th Maintenance Company that was ambushed in Nazaria, so he was the chaplain for Jessica Lynch and Shoshana Johnson, mm-hmm. and, and they lost a number of soldiers. So it was kind of a high-profile deployment, and what but what really stood out to me as a family being back home was I, you know, as hard as it was, I knew that I had people surrounding me and supporting me, um, helping to watch our kids and bringing meals. Um, and then fast forward a few years later, he deployed again for the second time uh, to Qatar for a year. And at this time, our kids were the ages of two, four, and six. Mm. And when we were stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas, uh, before he deployed, and we decided that it would be best for our family if we moved back to West Michigan, where our family was, um, where we first endured that first deployment, mm-hmm. thinking that would probably be our best support since a lot of our military friends were moving on to new duty stations. So mm-hmm. we moved back home. He got us settled here, and then he went off for the year. And I guess I I thought, I expected, I hoped, you know, that the support would have been similar as to that first deployment, that there would be a lot of um, people reaching out to help us um, and people did initially, you know, there was, you know, people who committed to supporting us and stuff, but eventually that, that, that kind of fell by the wayside and not like people didn't do anything, but I felt like I needed more. And I was just weary and tired from raising three little kids on my own. <laughs> I just really felt in some ways abandoned and on my own through this deployment and, again, I just want to say, not like people didn't do anything, but it was just such a hardship, and it was a dark time in my life. Um, so when my husband returned and we moved on to our next duty station, I just really wrestled with, how, how do I respond to that year, and, and, you know, how do I respond to what I felt like was that people could have done more. I thought, you know what? Uh, First of all, if I were in their shoes, I wouldn't have a clue, you know, what I was going through Mm -hmm. and how to support people like myself. In that era, there was a lot of attention drawn towards those who were deployed, the soldiers overseas, and and very necessary to support them. But there wasn't a whole lot of talk about what the families were going through. So when we first arrived in Kentucky and I talked to other military spouses and I started hearing stories like my own, like, you know, people don't understand, civilians don't understand, you know, uh, they didn't do this, they didn't do this. And some people had said to me, you know, they stopped going to church because the church in their mind failed them. I'm like, wow I'm like, that wasn't just me, you know, mm-hmm. and so when I realized it wasn't just me and that these were stories that were felt by other military spouses, I thought, Well, people need to know. I could create a website. Maybe that's my response, you know, um, and just tell people these are things you could do uh, to support a military family going through deployment. My website is a place to do that, to learn more how you can support our military families.
0: So you named it Operation We Are Here. What would you say is the main goal of Operation We Are Here?
1: I would say uh, my website has changed over the years mm-hmm. because as I developed um, the means to support military families, I started coming across lots of resources. I'm like, man, I wish I had known about that resource or that resource. And I noticed that there were a handful of websites out there at the time, again, and each website listed maybe five or ten resources, and then another website would list another five or ten different resources. I'm like, as a military spouse who's going through deployment, um, raising little kids on their own while their husband or wife is gone, Um, And just nobody's got time to research what options and opportunities are available to them. So I just kind of, as a side note to my website, started compiling all these resources. Uh, What started out as a five-page website has now morphed into like 200 and I don't know how many pages of, of resources. There's literally thousands of nonprofits out there across the country serving our military families and veteran families. Um, So uh, my side passion on my website is just consolidating all those resources into one hub. So if there's a military family or a veteran family or a military supporter that wants to know more about some topic relating to the military, they can go to my website. It's kind of like a big directory of resources by all kinds of topics, a place where they can go to without having to do a lot of work and, and get the help and support they need. I just want to really get the word out there that there are so many wonderful resources and opportunities for military families that they probably don't know the half of. So I, my goal, I guess you could say, is just to to let everybody know what's available to them. If they have a need and it's military-related, um, come visit my website. And if... Um, It's probably going to be there. Um, Whatever they need, uh, I list. There's oh probably a hundred different service dog organizations that provide service dogs for military veterans. There's horse therapy. There's art therapy for veterans. um, You name it. There's just so many resources out there, and so my goal is just to kind of consolidate all those resources and opportunities and give people a place to go and find what they need to know uh, quickly.
0: How have people responded to the resources that they've gotten from your service?
1: A lot of times people will say, oh, I wish I had found you sooner. You know, I wish when I was going through deployment, I'd known about your website or I wish, you know, as a parent, with uh, a child serving overseas, I wish I had known about your website and found out about different ways to connect with other parents. Um, people just appreciate having everything consolidated into one website um, and just having a place to go to anytime they have a need and something to share with other people um, if, if who's going through a need.
0: From a spiritual aspect, this is a ministry. How is... How have you seen God working through the services you're providing? I
1: I truly believe this is a calling that He's placed on my heart. And so, you know, and initially when I started out the website, I thought, you know what, this isn't about me. This isn't about one person doing what she can to support military families. You know, this is me just um, responding faithfully to uh, the story God put in my life, um, taking a hardship. Uh, a deployment, a couple deployments. Actually, my husband's been gone three times overseas. But um, taking my response wants to be one where I take what was a challenging and difficult experience for myself and somehow turning that into a redemptive story, a story where other people benefit and God is glorified. I, I just. As I said earlier, if, if I'm just serving one person, it would have been worth it. And I know this website reaches hundreds and thousands of people every year. Um, and I just want to do it faithfully in service to Him. There are days where I really don't want to do this <laughs> because it's a lot of work. And I have a life beyond my website, but I do it because I want, it's what God has really put on my heart. And sometimes it's duty, and sometimes I step back and I go, wow, I get to do this. You know, this is really an honor and a privilege. I love doing what I do. Um, So it is ministry. I feel like some of the other websites that were out there and are out there uh, don't focus on the spiritual aspect or highlight the Christian ministries and opportunities and books that are out there. So in that regard, I'm excited to have a place where we can list um, all kinds of wonderful military devotionals, Christian encouragement, uh, organiza- Christian organizations that provide Bibles and devotionals to our military for free. Yeah, I, I'm excited to be a platform where people who might not know the hope that we have in Christ can go to and go, oh, you know what? There is something else there. There are other, there are... Um, Christian opportunities and that kind, you know, or ministries that can help.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like you put a lot of time and effort into this ministry. And I just wonder, what's been the biggest impact that it's had on you personally being involved in and starting Operation We Are Here?
1: The biggest impact on me personally, I would think, is just navigating the time it takes in my own life and keeping it where it needs to be always, um, I always strive to, when I do this, I, it, this um, operating a website like this and responding to emails and updating my website and keeping it current and putting out things on social media. It, it, it's very time consuming and I'd never want this to be my number one in my life. Um, as much as it is an honor and a privilege to do what I do, and I love doing it, I, I always want to seek to make sure I've got my priorities right, and I think that's been my struggle personally over the years with this. I've been doing this for over 10 years, and my priorities being, you know, obviously keeping God first and forefront and the center of my life, and then my husband number two and my kids number three. So if if I'm locked into my office and working on my website or being distracted because You know, there's always something to be doing with my website, and I'm forgetting and neglecting my own spiritual life or my husband or my kids, and I've got my priorities wrong. So I think personally, I think just keeping things in the right order and just trusting that when I can't get to the website or can't have the website as big and as great and as impactful as I want it to be, just honoring God and and
0: putting Him first. On those days where it does get tiring, or it feels like it's taking too much, um, taking up too much of a place of priority in your life, and it starts to get in the way of other things, what what is it that keeps you going? How do you keep coming back to it, even when it gets Mm -hmm. hard?
1: I I think what keeps me going back to it is uh, a sense of duty and calling. Like I said, you know, this um, it's not always easy, (laughs) and it does take a lot of time. But um, it's just a part of my life now, and until I feel like until God strongly indicates to me that it's time to close things up or that there's something bigger and better out there that has superseded what I'm doing and and is doing a better job at it, I, I just feel like I've got to keep doing what I'm doing. I just keep going on and, and just do the right thing and be faithful.
0: If someone really had a heart for serving our country and serving those who serve our country but didn't know what to do or where to start, what would you recommend as a starting place for them? It's important that people pray and ask God, you
1: know, what do you want me to do? I think it's easy to just say, hey, I'll go write a check. Um... and and take care of that duty, you know, that way I'm serving my, or honoring our veterans by writing a check. Well, and that's great, and a lot of our organizations need monetary support to run, but if, I I firmly believe, if God puts something on your heart, far be it from us to just let that go away and do nothing about it. If if he's calling people to support our military, then look for ways. Open your eyes to opportunities that are around you in your area. Check with your church. Check with your local veteran organizations. Maybe check into um, your local VA hospitals. They have all kinds of op- um, volunteer and support opportunities, veteran homes. If you know of someone who knows of someone who is currently deployed or is a wounded warrior, or if you know of somebody who's a Gold Star family, um, reach out to those people and just see, you know, don't walk into it thinking, oh, this is what I need to do. We need to be humble and go, okay, what is the need, and am I able and willing to help with those needs? Um, What can we do to encourage these people who are going through such a hardship, um, so I, you know, pray, um, check your motives, um, and just see see what's available out there. There's lots of opportunities. My website um, is a great place to start. Uh, there are literally thousands and thousands of nonprofits uh, out there across the country. Um, and again, like I said earlier, there are service dog organizations. So if if you love animals, maybe, you know, God's calling you to help a service dog organization, train animals for our veterans or horses or art. Um, if there's a family in your community whose a husband or a wife is deployed, um, reach out to them, bring them a meal, rake leaves, or just be intentional um, about doing something. Um, and I sometimes we'll get people asking me as well, like, well, you know, I want to start a nonprofit. And I'm like, well, That's great. That's great. But there are so many already out there. Would not your resources be better managed if you partner with somebody else who's already doing something great and just join on board and um, support them?
0: Well, Benita, thank you so much for sharing all of these ideas and resources with us. And thank you so much for your service and for sharing about Operation We Are Here. Thank you. Second Corinthians 1 verses 3 through 4 says... Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Benita's experience as a military spouse gave her eyes to see a need firsthand, and she chose to use her experience to comfort others in a similar situation. The ripple effect of that action only continues to grow. How has your life given you the experience and tools to give back? What is God calling you to do? That's Action in Ministry. I'm Rachel Legate. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We want to hear about your ministry or a ministry you love. Text the word ACTION to 484848 and the producer will contact you for your idea.